people saying about you or your business when you're not in the room? Hmm. Ponder that one for a minute. And what are they saying that maybe isn't what you want them to say? Or are they saying the right things about you? Do people really know what it is you do and who you do it for? Welcome to the Grow Equation Business Podcast, dedicated to helping business owners explode their profits while gaining more free time for the things they love. Hi, I'm your host, Diana Lidstone, and I've been an entrepreneur for more than 40 years, helping coaches, consultants, and professional firms get known, ramp up their profits, optimize their resources so they can build a well-oiled business machine. So if you're ready to work less and earn more, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, pod listeners, there's no doubt that it's a different world out there for coaches, consultants, and professional firms since the pandemic. Yep, the marketplace is even more crowded than ever. Why? Because more people have shifted online and because your competition is, ready for this, global. That's right. Your competition is global. So what does your business have in the way of what we call hidden profit, and time wasters. This series is based on my live workshop called the Uncover Hidden Profit and Time Wasters. Last week's episode was the first episode. Today is the second episode. And just before we dive into this, I want to make sure that you check the show notes because in the show notes, I've got something new for you. That's right. You can leave your comments, your feedback, your likes, your dislikes, whatever it is in my new speak pipe link. That's right. I can't wait to get some feedback from you guys to know whether I'm on the right track, whether you agree, whether you disagree, whatever it is. I'd love for you to share it. Check out in the show notes. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, yeah, that's right. What is it that people are saying when you're not in the room, right? That's what we call a reputation. That's what your brand is all about. What is the reputation that you have, right? So I know you're probably scratching your head and wondering, what does this have to do with hidden profit and time saboteurs? Bear with me. Okay, let's just think about this for a moment. In order to be chosen, in order for people to purchase from you, you have to get known, right? And as I said, it's a competitive world. So somehow you have to differentiate yourself from the competition. You have to build a reputation that gets you noticed before they actually choose you or hire you. So if we think of your reputation, and I wish you know you could see this, but imagine a line on a piece of paper, maybe even go and get a piece of paper, pause the recording, Go get a piece of paper and a pen and across an eight and a half by 11, draw a line horizontally from one inch of your paper to the other. And in the middle of that, draw another line that is vertical. And that vertical line we're going to imagine is a wall. And I actually call it the reputation wall. Okay. On the left side of this wall, on the left side of your paper, on the left side of that line, is what I call the unknown trap. This is where entrepreneurs often find themselves. And there's, you know, a couple of states in here, but just to keep it simple, you can either be in the unknown trap, you can either be in the state of what I call obscurity. In other words, nobody knows who you are. You're just barely surviving in your business. 
And I remember being there so totally, standing up at networking, never getting an appointment, struggling to get new clients, not producing content out there. My sales were so erratic, right? I was in a state of obscurity. And believe me, there's lots of reasons for this. And I see this in my clients often. You know, for me personally, it was a fear of judgment. So I was afraid to show up authentically as myself. I was, you know, producing content that I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall. There was no strategy to it. And of course, nothing really worked. And if you're there, don't worry, I have some resources for you. Now, also on that left side of the paper, you know, maybe you're not exactly in the state of obscurity, but maybe you're in what I call the sea of sameness. And I graduated from obscurity to the sea of sameness. And my business actually grew, but eventually my revenue kind of flatlined. And you know what? It doesn't matter. I've seen businesses flatlined here, you know, the sea of sameness, whether they were 5 million or 50,000, doesn't really matter. And in the state of the sea of sameness, we're going to talk more about this, but your marketing is kind of like, eh, sounds like everybody else. Use the same words. Your website, you know, is unremarkable. And your content, you know, it's a lot of how to do this. And if you look on your competition's website, well, they probably have very similar things. And I want to share with you a story about going to a networking meeting. It was online a couple of months ago, and it was, you know, one of these weekly meetings, and it was their guest session. And although I was the only business and marketing strategist there, there were nine other mortgage brokers. That's right. Nine. And, you know, I felt really sorry for them because truthfully, they wasted their time being there. And they wasted their time being there because they all said exactly the same thing. Hi, I'm Mary Mortgage Broker. I'm with such and such a company. And I've been in business for blank number of years. If you want a mortgage, please reach out to me at XYZ. You know, it was very kind of boring. Like, how do I know which one to pick if I was in the state of looking for a mortgage? I wouldn't. So that could be where you find yourself. And that brings us, if we're going along this continuum, this line that you've made on your piece of paper, we've come to the wall. We've come to the reputation wall. And on the other side of the reputation wall, on the far right, is what I call the undeniable authority. And this is someone who has really become the sought-after expert in their field. They put out content, and you read their content, and it's thought leadership, and it's not how-to content. We could even call it transformational content. It makes you really think about your business. And they produce this content on a consistent basis. They have clients who go to them expecting to pay high ticket prices. They have, you know, maybe even a wait list of clients. That's the undeniable authority. I don't know about you, but that's kind of where I want to be. As opposed to being on the other side of this reputation wall. But let me share a story, and maybe this will demonstrate it even more. When we moved to the Thousand Islands a few years ago, we didn't know, you know, where things were, what they were, whatever. So we were asking neighbors for recommendations. Now, 
we moved from Montreal and Montreal is an amazing city of great restaurants, great food and great experiences. And so we were asking our neighbors, where can we go for a great meal and a great experience? And they said, well, there's really one place and it's called the Ivy. But they said, you've got to make reservations well in advance, maybe two weeks in advance, and it's going to be expensive. Mm, Perfect. So let me ask you, would you like to be the Ivy? Would you like to be that sought after place where, you know, the Ivy, you've got to make reservations. Mm, Maybe you've got to have a wait list. People come to you expecting to pay great prices for your work. Well, that's what I want to build for my business. I'm on the way, but sometimes, you know, I've been in that state of obscurity. I have been that commodity and, you know, breaking through the reputation wall has been a challenge, but I want to share with you how to break through that wall. Are you ready? Okay. So let's imagine the reputation wall is a wall, a real wall. And I'm reminded of, you know, I love the show Chicago Fire and firemen. And when firemen want to break through a wall with their axes, what do they do? They don't chop in one corner and then another corner. And, you know, they don't chop in scattered places. In order to break through that wall, they focus their efforts in one place. Hmm. It's the same with your business. That's right. So what I help my clients do is build what I call an authority visibility blueprint. And you're going, poof, what the heck is that? Okay, this is how they break through the wall. But let's go back a little bit. If you don't have that reputation, if you haven't built that reputation, how does it show up in your business? And I want to share three ways that you might be on the wrong side of that reputation wall. And number one is what I call bad marketing. Well, what the heck is bad marketing, right? Bad marketing is, you know, your marketing isn't doing its job. The number one job of your marketing is to bring you qualified clients. So let's consider what are you doing for marketing and is it bringing you qualified clients. Hmm. Your marketing should actually be repelling some clients, some prospects, and attracting or magnetizing others. So if you're spending your time and money on marketing that's not getting you the right kind of clients, that's bad marketing. So let's think about how you can have a quick win. The quick win to change your marketing, and it's so counterintuitive. I know you're going to push back, you're going to have resistance, is to go from a generalist to a specialist. It is the first part when you micro niche down like this. This is what I call the first step in the counterintuitive ecosystem. And there's lots of other ways, but I want to share again, another story of a client who actually did this and went into hyper growth. So the story is of my lawyer, Milena, who when she came to me, she was a generalist lawyer in a small city in Ontario. And when I asked her to micro niche down to real estate investors, not only did she have resistance to this, but so did her team. But then I said, okay, let's think about this more logically. If you are going to serve and you are going to market to real estate investors. How many serious real estate investors do you think there are in the province of Ontario? She said to me, well, there's lots. And I said, 
Yeah. Do you think it's enough to take your business from just barely surviving to build a $3 million business, which is where she wanted to go? And she went, oh, yes. And so we created a marketing plan just based on focusing her efforts on real estate investing. Now, the result is she's now in hyper growth. She's hired you know, more lawyers, she's hired more team members, and she's on track to do over 500k in profit this year, just becoming a specialist in one specific niche, micro niche, as I call it, can make huge, huge difference to your business. That is a hidden profit saboteur. Okay, how else might your reputation show up. It could show up, especially if you're in this sort of commodity, in what I call unremarkable, mundane, boring, or vanilla marketing. That's right. Because it's that you're having trouble communicating how you are different from your competition, why someone would choose you. And so you're out there producing content at this point. You're probably producing some content. But It's not really differentiating you. It's not helping you stand out above all of the noise that's out there in the online world. So here's the quick win. Take off (laughs) what I call your expert hat. Whether you're, you know, a health coach, a life coach, whatever it is, a lawyer, a financial advisor, take off that expert hat and set it aside. Now, hopefully you've made the decision to become a specialist. So I want you to step into your client's shoes. So you're going to put on a typical client hat. And when you take off that expert hat, you're going to let go of all the things that you know your clients should be doing. So I'm going to take an example of a financial advisor. And this comes from a real life experience. So I started working for a financial advisor way back in 2008, just as the market crash was about to happen. But my job was to do marketing. And so what I did was I actually went to his client list and I applied the old 80-20 rule. And I looked at and I said, okay, 80% of your income comes from 20% of your clients. He kind of scratched his head for a minute. And as I did the analysis, I found that his top 20% of clients were professional individuals. So what do I mean by professionals? One was an engineer, had his own business. One was a veterinarian, had their own business. Another one was an architect and had their own business. They were professionals who had their own business. Now, all he needed to do was to get more clients exactly like that in order to grow his business. Applying the 80-20 rule, you can look at your client list and see the exact same thing. Now, in order to market to those, all he had to do was sit and think about what are the challenges that those professionals actually have. Most of them don't have a long-term savings plan, right? They are so focused on their business and making their business thrive that they don't have a lot of time to spend thinking about their retirement. They don't have retirement plans unless they do it themselves. And so he was able to market specifically to the challenge of that one type of client. When he did, guess what happened? 
his business grew. So he wasn't talking about, you know, financial planning for the everyday person. His marketing was geared to those entrepreneurs who were professionals and had their own business. A very different type of marketing. So apply the 80-20 rule and see what happens. Okay, the third way that you know, you may be having trouble breaking through this reputation wall is what I call you've kind of overcomplicated your business and maybe your reputation. Because we want to make it simple for people to understand what it is that we do. And one way that I see entrepreneurs and especially coaches, maybe even consultants and trainers, they over-customize their programs and they spend so much time customizing. And the truth of the matter is this dilutes their reputation. So how can you get known? How can you build your reputation on the one thing that you do really well? Well, if you've been with me at all, for any length of time, you know that I have the GROW equation, right? G stands for get known. R stands for ramp up your profits. O stands for optimize. You add those three together and you get work less, earn more, or the well-oiled business machine. It is a very step-by-step-by-step framework that I use with all of my clients, all of my programs, whether it's a retreat, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's group, come from this framework. And it also allows me when I'm speaking with a prospect, they go, huh, I can see exactly what it is you do and who you do it for. It builds trust. It has become my intellectual property. And it has been easy for me to convert prospects into clients using my framework. And I call this a flagship framework. Now, I want to share another client story about this. And these are my friends, Lara and Martin, who came to me. Their business was multi-million dollars, but their problem was that they were actually going across North America to big conferences, spending a lot of money traveling and attending these conferences, hoping to get leads and coming home with no lead. And they were frustrated and they didn't know what to do. So we worked together. First thing we did, as I said, was, you know, what did I suggest earlier? You specialize, right? And they go, but we already are specialists. We're already specialists in machine learning and artificial intelligence. And I went, yes, great. Okay, we've done the first step. Then what we had to do is we had to create their flagship framework. And their flagship framework became, if I'm not mistaken, strategic talent optimizer or something to that effect. And it was a five-step process that they took all of their clients through but they'd never really taken it out of their head, put it on paper, and given it a very logical framework. Hmm. When they did this, not only was it easier for them to share with people exactly what they did, it differentiated them in the marketplace because no one else has a strategic talent optimizer, and it made it easier for anyone else in their organization to run prospects through their framework, through a sales call, and turn a prospect into a client. So their sales conversions actually went up. 
So having their strategic framework, their signature methodology, if you want to call it, allowed them to differentiate themselves and grow. And in fact, more recently, I heard that they have grown 70% in seven months. Not too shabby, right? Cool. So so I just want to share that Lara and Martin didn't have a revenue problem. They were already making great revenue. What they had was a reputation problem. You see, they were going to these conferences and nobody knew who they were and they couldn't explain what they did in a way that wasn't boring and unremarkable. So by building their reputation around their flagship framework, allowed them to grow the revenue even more. So revenue follows reputation. We built together their authority visibility blueprint. It was customized, but it worked and it worked for them. So I just want to recap here. We've been talking about reputation. And if you don't have a great reputation, if you can't break through that reputation wall, It is a huge profit and time waster. And it shows up by, you know, bad marketing. We talked about that. It shows up in unremarkable or boring marketing because you don't know how to communicate how you are different. And it often shows up in this over-customization. Well, having the flagship framework is really the answer to so many things. If you don't already have a flagship framework, or if you don't know how to express and communicate how you are different in this overcrowded global marketplace, I'd love for you to join us in my new program, Differentiate to Grow. So let me give you a quick action plan so that you can build a reputation that will allow you to grow your business. Number one, be a specialist rather than a generalist. Look at the old 80-20 rule and see if you can't get more clients who are like your 20% that give you 80%. And the third is build your own intellectual property called your unforgettable flagship framework. Check out the show notes. You can see a graphic for the program called Differentiate to Grow because yes, I've created a flagship framework for this program. So I can't wait for you to give me your feedback. Remember, speaker pipe. And yeah, that would be great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Grow Equation Business Podcast, where every podcast is designed to help you get known, ramp up your profits, optimize your resources, and ultimately work less and earn more. As I said, if this episode was of value to you, please, I'd love if you would leave a rating, a review, and or subscribe. Don't forget, leave your comments at the speaker I click. So thanks so much for listening. Until next week, remember, you can do this. Bye for now.